All right. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is June 8th, 2023 and week 227. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. If you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, uh, we do have two early comments, one from David. It says, praise the Lord, everyone. Hope you're having a blessed day in the Lord Jesus. And Casey also says, praise the Lord, brothers and everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening. God bless. So praise the Lord to both of you. Thank you for being um, two of the early comments. And we appreciate the interactions. So as you can see from the title, we'll be continuing our series in this uh, topic, uh, business in the church. And this week's title is salesman. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you get that you guys get something out of it and learn to apply these things, learn in the Bible study. So without any further ado, Minister Tony Banks. Thank you, man. Let's go into a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for how you blessed us, Lord. We thank you for how you watched over us, how you kept us, Lord, how you uh, continue to show love, compassion, uh, mercy, to show us grace. Lord, help us to spread these things um, to each other, to one another, Lord. It, it's not just about us and our families, Lord. It's about other people. So, Lord, uh, continue to put it on our hearts, Lord. Continue to help us to be able to help someone else. Uh, Lord, we're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life, that we will continually remember that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. Lord, we're praying for the Bible study tonight that your word will go forth. Um, Lord, that we would all decrease and only you would increase. Lord, we're praying for our unsaved loved ones, um, uh, unsaved friends. Lord, we're praying that uh, so many people would be saved, Lord, because that's the most important thing in this in this world. Lord, help us to live a life uh, that shows that we're saved, not 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 talk that we're saved, not uh, uh, tell people that we're saved and we're, we're Christian or whatever the case may be. Lord, help us to live a life that displays that very thing. And so, Lord, we're praying all these blessings in Your magnificent name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, so. Uh, I want to clear up one thing. We we have not actually been doing that series online. We've actually been doing a series on business in our uh, our Monday Bible study. Now we have actually I have kind of talked about some things on here that 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 kind of uh, probably kind of sort of went in line with those same things. But the reason I came up with this. Uh, I actually began to look at the role of a preacher um, and uh, it kind of hit me the other day. Uh, I don't think I've ever really thought about it in this way. Uh, a preacher's job is the same job that a salesperson has, a salesman, same job. Uh, you have a salesman, they might try to sell you a car. Uh, might be a Toyota, might be Honda, Hyundai, whatever it is. That person is trying to sell you a car. Might be, uh, I actually had somebody approach me um, sometime recently uh, about life insurance. Um, 
you know, you, you have so many people that sell so many things. And of course, that is what the world revolves around. So this does definitely tie into the series that we've been doing uh, in our Monday studies. So uh, I guess that is a little infomercial. If you guys have not been there, uh, you certainly want to be in the Monday Bible study because we do get into some things that would certainly be beneficial uh, if you would take heed to these things. Now, it's all your choice. Uh, no one's going to force you. God knows I'm not going to force you. Um, but I began to look at uh, what a salesman does. Um, you have people who sell homes. And so they're advertising. They are uh, promoting and putting the word out there, you know, that they have this three-bedroom, two-bathroom home. And it's perfect for your animals and perfect for your kids and all, and, and all of the above. Um, you have people that sell different items, uh, different different uh, different things, just different things. You have people that sell so much, um, and, and what would the world be if there was no trading and selling of things? And so I began to look at the job of a preacher, and to be honest with you, a preacher's job is the same job. That a salesman has. It is a preacher's job to sell you God. Now, I know uh, someone may have may not have heard it this way. And to be honest with you, I have not thought about it this way. Uh, but as I began to think about this more and more, that's what a preacher. His job is, you know, the person who has a house for sale, they're going to tell you all of the reasons why you should buy that home. They're going to tell you about how many rooms, how many bathrooms. They're going to tell you about the kitchen and how nice the kitchen is and how they uh, just remodeled some things and, and, and maybe change the, the paint or change the color of the cabinets or all types of things they're going to tell you. Uh, in why you should purchase that home. And you know, a preacher, this is what a preacher does. A preacher is going to try his best to sell you God. Now, to be honest with you, God does not need any advertising. He does not need to be sold because there are products that are just so good, they sell themselves. Uh, but now it took someone to put the information out there to begin with. See, right now, Apple, they really don't have to say much about their cell phones. Look, all you have to know is Apple has a new phone coming out uh, uh, in August or whatever month they put it out. And people are going to want to buy it because it's going to be just about the same phone that it was last year anyway. They really aren't even going to change a whole lot about it. And people are going to be willing to buy it. But now God, he's definitely uh, a lot more different than that iPhone. But I just wanted you to understand where I'm going with this. God, uh, you know, he needs, and he doesn't need it. So I don't want you to misunderstand me, but people don't know a whole lot about God. Now we know Many of us know that God exists. Um, 
we know that he's out there somewhere. We we understand or we we believe that he created the world. But you know what? Sadly, that's still not enough for many people to be saved. That's still not enough. Oftentimes, many of us, and, and I know for myself, I heard someone else even talk about this, how they ran from God and so did I. We're continually running from the very thing we need. This is us as people. So someone has to persuade us. Someone has to help us to see. Someone has to enlighten us on why we need to stop running from God. See, God's preacher is nothing but a salesman to go out and tell people, this is why. We, we actually even talked about a scripture uh, this past Monday. Where, where the scripture said, by the truth, B-U-Y, by the truth, and sell it not. See, the things of God, we have to be persuaded of them. Because otherwise, we, we just will not listen to God. But you know, it's easy to be persuaded to follow God. See, once you find out the benefits once you find out God's benefits, see, this is what persuades us to a job. People start talking about, yeah, they, they've got all these benefits. They've got insurance for my family. They've got, uh, they've got a retirement plan. They, they've got this. They've got vision. They've got dental. They've got all these benefits. And so once you see those things, you find value to that job. And so once you find out all this information, you, you already are wondering, what do I need to do to apply? Once you find out, look, they're willing to pay you $150,000 a year, but you've got a grin from ear to ear. <laughs> You're so happy. Once you find out how much money you'll be making, you say, man, I can pay my debt off. I can do this. I can do that. I can move into a better house. I can do all types of things. Once you find out, the value of that job once you find out the benefits of that job. And so it took you to be sold on it. You were sold on that job. It took you to be sold on it. You found out what days you'd be working, what days you'd be off. Those things sold you. Somebody said, well, you can get weekends off. You can have so many days of vacation per year. You say, oh, man, this sounds great. How do I apply for this job? This is how you're sold on things. You are persuaded to do certain things because of the information you find out. And so God's preacher, the salesman, has to present information to you, not lie to you, not try to beat you up with anything, not try to force you with anything. God's preacher is only there to present you with the information so that you can make a choice on what you desire to do. This is God's salesman. God's salesman. And so that's what I want to do tonight. Just talk to you along those lines because I understand 
that sometimes when you talk to people, people just don't want to hear. You know, uh, if you get a sales call, if uh, <laughs> you get a phone call and uh, the first thing you hear is something about how your car's extended warranty is out. <laughs> the first thing we do, Melvin, is hang up the phone. We said, man. Uh, we don't want to, in a hurry. We don't want to be sold something. We don't want to be sold anything until we decide, hey, I want to buy something. But you know, it's a preacher's job to inform you on why you need God. You need him. To inform you on his benefits, look, his retirement plan. You talk about a retirement plan, my God. We're talking about retiring for all of eternity. To be at rest for all of eternity. What a retirement package. These are benefits. Somebody needs to be sold on these things because somebody's still running. Somebody's still straddling the fence. Somebody's still unsure. Somebody's kind of wanting to do right and kind of not wanting to do right. Somebody's still in that condition. I understand. I've been there. But as God's salesman, I'm trying to persuade you. I am. I'm pleading with you. Because this is the best decision you will ever make in your life. This is more important than persuading you to buy a car, persuading you to buy some insurance, persuading you to buy a house, persuading you, telling you where you should live. This is, this is so much better than all of those things. Persuading you to do whatever it is. Look, to eat more vegetables, to eat more fruit. This is more important than all of those things. Can I persuade you to follow God? And so somebody, when they hear these things, a defense mechanism takes place. Their walls, they built a wall. Donald Trump, they have built a wall because when they hear follow God, so many people have so much, uh, so many past experiences, so many uh, church folks who have hurt them. Uh, people call it church hurt. We can come up with whatever name we wish to call it. But something in the past has triggered us into feeling, no, I just don't want to be a part of that type of thing. But you know what? If you would just take a look at the benefits of this, if you would just take a look at it, you would come to the realization you need this. You need it. This isn't me trying to persuade you to go to the dentist, uh, to get some braces. It's more important than that. All these things I'm mentioning are some good things. This isn't me trying to persuade you to take uh, uh, whatever medication you have to take. This is, this is more important than that. Those things are good. But this is the best decision you'll ever make in your life. And so as God's salesman, that's what I'm trying to help people to see. Because so often we think we already know. I've been there. I thought I already knew it. I thought I already had life figured out. 
But as I keep saying, if we did, why are we in the same condition? The same condition that we actually want to get out of. Why are we still there? If we really had this thing figured out, at some point we have to accept we don't have it figured out. And so read here, Melvin, uh, in the book of Acts chapter 26 and verse 28. Uh, I, I want to start off here tonight before we move to some other places. Let's see what it says. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Now, Paul is out on the job right now. Paul, he wrote majority of the New Testament. Agrippa, he's a king. And now Paul finds himself uh, in some trouble. But regardless of all of that, his number one goal was to help somebody see you should follow God. The one true God, the only God, not one of the made up gods. Him being a salesman, look, he, he, he gave his best sales pitch. He gave the best sales pitch. And the king had to admit, he said, man, you know what? You, look, you almost, you almost had me. I was so close. You almost had me. See, I understand as a salesperson of God. Now, I'm not making any profit off of it. Not from you. Look, nobody will be able to say how much they paid Tony for preaching. Nobody. Nobody will be able to say how much they gave Tony for teaching that Bible study. Nobody. Nobody. My commission, all of my profits, my salary, whatever you want to call it, it's all coming from God. And so Paul was in the same condition. And he gave King Agrippa, he tried his best to tell him why he should follow God. And the king said, man, you know what? You almost got me. You almost persuaded me to become a Christian, to follow Christ. This is a preacher's job. It's not a preacher's job to get rich off of the backs of people. It's not a preacher. Look, look. <laughs> Melvin, I've heard some people, um, they say, oh, man, that guy, that preacher right there, he's so cool. You know, it's not a preacher's job to be uh, uh, in, in a contest for uh, how cool he is. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of the word I'm looking for. I can't, a popularity contest. It's not a preacher's job to be in one of those. Look, if somebody says, says about Tony, if they say, oh man, Tony's so cool, look, I don't believe I'm doing my job. I can't be. Because I'm not after being cool. After uh, you to look look at me in this, in this uh, view with this view of, uh, of, of just trying to be someone who's fitting in. No, my job is to tell you about God. And whether you agree with me or not, whether you agree with the scripture or not, I have to stick to it because I know this is the best, this is the best thing for us all. 
you know, when people sell things, they oftentimes talk about how uh, it's the number one in the world and it's the best at this and it's the best at that. You know, that's what I'm saying about God. The only one God, the only true God, he's the number one. The Bible says he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending. But when you talk about this world, it begins and ends with God. It begins and ends with Jesus. Not any of the other gods that people have created, have started to follow, whatever the case may be. This is the best one out because it's the only one out there. The only true God. This is the sales pitch. Now, somebody might leave this Bible study. Somebody might leave any Bible study I ever teach, any conversation I ever have with you, and you might feel the same way. My God, I pray you don't. But I know the reality of sales. You win some, you lose some. I know the reality is not everybody's willing to buy this. Scripture said, buy the truth, sell it not. I understand that somebody's going to say exactly what King Agrippa said. And say, you know what, Tony? You almost persuaded me, but that just won't work for me. I'm fine doing my own thing. Look, I already know what I'm talking about. I already have got... (laughs) One thing you hear people say, man, they say they've got their own way of following God. They've got their own way of believing in God. Well, friends, it won't work. You've got to follow the way God said to believe. This is the reality. Look, if you tell me, if if I were selling a car to you, and I'm telling you what is going to take for you to own this car, if I tell you, hey, you've got to have a certain credit score, or else you can't have this car, you can talk about, man, I've got my own way of credit. I've got my own way of understanding credit and, and debt and all. You can say whatever you want to say. You won't be getting that car. If they tell you, hey, it's going to cost you $30,000, you can say, I've got my own type of money. You can say whatever you want to say. And you know you've only got $5,000. They say, well, you can't have this car. It's thirty. You say, well, I've got my own, I've got my own way of looking at money. See, this $5,000, it really is 30 in my eyes. See, it's not going to matter. What I'm trying, the point I'm trying to make to you is we've got to line up to what God says. If you want to get into a certain school, or if you want to live in a certain apartment or a certain house, you've got to fill out the application to their requirements. You cannot tell them, I've got my own way of filling this thing out. I I got my own way of doing this stuff. I really don't have to sign this agreement. I really don't have to agree to let you do a background check. I don't have to agree to let you run my credit score. You know what they're going to tell you? You don't have to live here. You've made your choice because you're wanting to do everything your own way. Look, if you get out on the highway and the speed limit's 55, you can feel however you want to feel about it. You can say, man, this is too slow. I know Melvin and I have said that before about certain roads. We said, man, this is way too slow. Road, road might be 40 miles an hour. You said, man, this is way too slow. 
least 55. <laughs> <laughs> At least. But you know what? We can say I've got my own way of driving. You can have all that. And they've got their own way of writing you a ticket. They've got their own way. We've got to get out of our own way of thinking and our own way of doing all of these things because the reality is you can't really have it your way. You can't. I know Burger King said that. You can't really have it your way. Different things you can. They might put pickles on the burger if you tell them to. They might put lettuce on there if you tell them to. But if you really had it your way, you'd get that burger for free. If you really had it your way, you you pull up and tell them, look, give me all the burgers that you got for free. If you had it your way, if you had it your way, you ask them, man, can you give me some money that I don't have to pay you back? If you really had it your way, look, they're telling you. <laughs> Somebody's growing up believing they can have it their way because of the Burger King. The reality is, look, it's God's way. And even in the United States, the world we live in, the government has a say. Society has a say. There are rules in place, speed limits, regulations. Look, we're paying property tax. If you own land, you're going to have to pay property tax. You can say you've got your own way of looking at whatever you look at. You have to pay your taxes. This is the reality. And if you don't, they got a place they can put you. And you won't have your own way in there either. They'll tell you when to sleep. They'll tell you when you can go to the restroom. They'll tell you when you can eat. You won't have your own way in this life. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a level of freedom that we do have, and I thank God for it. But we're still subject to rules, to guidelines. Look, they've got guidelines. <laughs> look, they look. You, I talked about the speed limits. They have lines on the road. They tell you which which lane you're going to drive in. They tell you which lane you're going to drive in. If you want to go north, you're going to drive in a certain lane to go north. And if you get off the road, if you want to say, "Well, I've got my own way of driving," you'll end up in a ditch. You'll end up in a bad condition. Not following rules is a very bad thing. And so, as a preacher, I'm trying to sell you on following God's rules because I know it will benefit you. And so that's what Paul did here. For King Agrippa, he began to try to tell him what God said, what God desires, what God wants. But if we would just take heed and listen to what God says, we would realize there's so much I have to gain from this. Look, now that I've decided I'm going to drive the speed limit, I don't have to worry about the police officer pulling me over all the time. What about that? You know, once I you get your license. You get your insurance. You get all your stuff straight. Look, you don't have to worry about, man, what if they pull me over? You don't have to hide. You don't have to be stressed out. You don't have to run. You can have peace. Run over, Melvin. Uh, now, now that I mention that, run over to um, uh, John chapter 14. 
John chapter 14 and verse 27. See, there are some things that God offers us. We need peace. That's the truth. We need peace. Actually, go up. Let's start at verse 26 first. Um, Let's start at verse 26. We need peace. And God will give us this peace. See, there are so many benefits. So many people are going to bed night after night. No peace. We might pretend like we're happy. We might pretend that things are going okay. But so many people are depressed, are struggling with different things, struggling with different addictions. This is a lack of peace, a lack of control. This is, these are things that God is offering to you. These are his benefits. Who would turn these things down? We all struggle with certain things and we need God to help us. So the more we turn down the help, sometimes people, you would try to help them. They just don't want your help. People are doing this with God. He's offering his help. He's offering to solve our problems. But we're still saying, well, he can't solve this. He can't help that. He can't help this. This is how I have to be. If only I could show you the benefits of God. Let's pick it up in verse 26, man. My time is running out. Let's see what it says. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Go up to 26 for me first. Oh, yeah, you did say that. Sorry. Yeah, let's Uh, go up 26 first. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, Mm -hmm. whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you. Comfort. The comforter. He said, God is going to send you the comforter. We're needing comfort right now. In our world, with all the problems and issues of life, God knows we're needing comfort. People talking bad about us. And you know, I've said it so many times. People have this saying, sticks and stones may break my bones. The words will never hurt me. And it was a lie every time somebody told it because those words cut us. They hurt us so bad. They hurt so bad. People are committing suicide because of words that somebody said towards them. Just words. They never had to hit them. They never had to beat them. Words cause it. Words. We, are, we, are, we live in a world where we need some type of comfort. We need to hear some encouraging words. We need some encouraging thoughts because right now, all types of thoughts enter people's minds. Bills due, this is due, that's due. People are sick that we care about. All types of stuff. Look, we're having sicknesses in our own bodies. All types of things. Things not shaping out the way we hope. They're needing comfort. And you know what? God said he would give it to us. But all we have to do is stop running. We, we, it's time for God's people to come back home. That's what happened to the prodigal son. But he left home, representing that he left God. He went out and did his own thing, had his own way of doing stuff. And he found out his own way didn't work. 
And after he found himself in a bad condition, wasted all of his money, these are things we're doing. We're wasting all of our resources. And we're wondering, why am I having to borrow money? Why am I having to do this? Why am I having to work two, three, four jobs? What, what resources we do get, the things that we do get, we waste them up. Because Burger King said we could have it our way up there. So we said, well, I'm going to take my money up there to them. Because they said I can. This has happened to us. This has happened to me. It doesn't just happen to you. This has happened to me. And God helped me to see. It's time to make a change. And so we're needing comfort. We're needing guidance. We're, we are needing financial help, financial advising. We're needing decision-making advising. We're needing counseling. This is everything that God is providing for us. You don't have to go and pay for this. God will provide this for you. But we've got to not run from him. We've got to stop running from him. So he said the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, God will give you his comforting. But that's what people want on their beds. Somebody wants a new comforter set. This is what people want. So you can sleep good at night. How much better could we sleep if we were in the will of God? How much better? Three, for us, man. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. He said, I'll give you peace. Not like the world's going to give you. See, the world's going to offer you something and tell you it's going to help you, but it really won't work. But he said, I'm going to leave my peace with you. These are the benefits. These are the benefits of God. You can have all the money in the world and still won't have peace. I've seen a story about um, a man. A uh, man had money. I think he was at Disney World. Jumped off of, uh, I think it was maybe a, a hotel or some type of tall building, committed suicide. Had no peace, had no comfort. He had money, the things that we're trying to get. And we need money. Money's good. Like I said, I'm doing a series on business and money. Money's good. But we can get money and still not have peace. It's about following God first and foremost. That's the most important thing in this life. And if we don't have him, we are in a world of trouble. Somebody's going to resort to, they'll smoke their way into having peace. They'll drink their way into having peace. They'll take certain medications to have peace. And it will never work. It digs us into a deeper hole. Somebody says, well, I just need a spouse. Somebody's going to try to fill all these voids. Somebody's going to say, I need money. We're going to say we need all these different things and time and time again, it won't work because the first thing we needed was God. All of those other things were supplementary. We tried to supplement him. You know, people do that when they work out, Melvin. They say, I'm going to get in better shape. So the first thing they do is run by all of these supplements. <laughs> they don't want to actually work out. They just want to go buy all of these powders, protein powders, all of these, uh, make all of these shakes and uh, take all of these pills and all of this stuff. 
and never actually do what's really necessary to accomplish that goal. See, we can go and try to supplement God. And for a period of time, it might look and we might feel like, yeah, I'm getting somewhere. I don't feel as bad as I did yesterday. We might feel like, oh, I'm getting somewhere. But you know what? He said, I'll give you peace. Not like the peace, that temporary peace that the world's going to give you through the pills, through the smoking, through the drinking, through the partying, through whatever it is. Through whatever it is, through the spouse, through the girlfriend, the boyfriend, through whatever it is that people use to supplement God. He said, I'll give you the real peace. Read for us, man. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now we know we're troubled all the way around. We can't sleep at night because we're troubled. We're up all day, we're up all night because we are troubled. This is what God is offering us. And so me, as his salesman, I'm trying to give you the facts, give you the information. I wouldn't sell you something that I wouldn't personally use, that I don't personally use. Look, I want every benefit that God has to offer me. But I'm not selfish. I want you to experience. And you know what? It won't cost you anything for me. You don't have to pay me $1,000. You don't have to pay me uh, uh, $100,000. You don't have to pay me a dime. You don't. Because God will pay me just like he'll pay you. If you would decide that you want to follow him. If you would decide that you want peace, that you want comfort. If you would be persuaded that this is actually the right way. You know, I don't want you to make this decision without looking into it. See, I don't make any decision without doing my due diligence, without being thorough, without weighing the options, without looking at it uh, with a magnifying glass. I'm wanting to make sure I really understand what I'm doing here. So I challenge you. I dare you, I double dare you, whatever. I challenge you, look into God. See what all he has to offer. Go go through and look at his retirement plan. Go through and look at how much he's going to pay you. Go through and look at what he's going to give you. The, the success that he promises you. And we can say, oh, I tried it before. But did you do what he told you to do, though? See, we try to do half or maybe even uh, a quarter of what God tells us to do. We know there's a lot of stuff he told us to do. And we're, quite frankly, we just don't want to. It won't work that way. It's not your way. It's, it, it's not about how you want it. It's about how God wants it. And so it's time for God's people to stop fighting him, to stop running from him, and realize God knows what he's talking about. You know, so many times we've, our parents, now I'm not telling you everybody's parents have always did the right things. I'm not saying that. But there were certain instances where our parents tried to get us to see a certain thing and we couldn't see it. We fought them on it. We just knew that they were wrong and they're old fashioned and they're this and they're that. They just don't understand. This is a new age and 
all of this garbage that we've said. And you know, we're doing that same thing to God. We're, we're, we're saying, man, this doesn't make sense. Why does God want me to do this? Why does he want me to do that? We don't understand. It's outdated. I heard somebody say that before. The Bible's outdated. <laughs> How does God ever become outdated? How does that happen? It's impossible. So if we would actually get into the word, if we would actually study, if we would actually seek him, we would find out. He knew exactly what he was talking about all along. And we were just so misguided and misled. And so God bless you guys. I'm praying that somebody would be persuaded to follow God. Somebody would be persuaded. It's time for me to be be serious about this. I've been playing long enough. I've been saying we take one step forward and say, I'm going to do right. I'm, I'm going to change. And by the end of the week, we take two steps backwards. God's looking for somebody to commit themselves. We did it, sure. And that's okay. Now it's time to be honest with ourselves and be honest with God and say, you know what? I'm going to do this wholeheartedly now. I'm ready. This is what God's looking for. God bless you guys. At this time, I'll turn it back into the hands of Mary. But just remember, the preacher of God is God's self. We are trying to persuade you to do the right thing. Not a true preacher. Now, I'm not trying to persuade you uh, to, to lead you down the wrong path. I'm not trying to persuade you to give me your money. I'm trying to persuade you to follow God. And so that's what a true godly preacher should do. I'm praying and hoping that somebody out there will be persuaded. But now God sells himself. I'm telling you, once you get in here and start finding out, he sells himself. When you got a nice car, look, that car sells itself. When people walk up and they look at it with their minds blown, when they get they open the door, you give them the key, they open the door, they look at those nice seats. They start seeing, wow, it's got seat warmers. Wow, it has this feature. Wow, look at that. Uh, look at the uh, look at the screen on the dash. Wow, they're so amazed. They're already sold. They're thinking about how can I get this car. This is what God is. It just takes you to come and examine him, come and check him out, see what he really has to offer. It's more than about just heaven and hell. It's so much more to God and to the Word of God, to the Bible, than just heaven and hell. It's so much more. He said he came to give us life and that more abundantly. We know right now we don't have an abundant life. We know we're struggling, trying to make ends meet. But even if we do have money, we still know many of us still have no peace, still have no happiness because we don't have God. God bless you guys. At this time, I'll turn it into the hands of men. Thank you so much. Thank you, Minister. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, thank you, Minister Banks. Good message. Um, I pray that we all uh, learn something from it because I know these Bible studies are far from me, too. And I always learn a great deal of things. So I'm exceedingly grateful to uh, be able to hear 
the word of God. Uh, we do have a few comments. Kira says, praise the Lord. Sister Rosie also says, praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to you too. Thank you so much for tuning in. Carmen says, amen. And also Jean says, amen. So thank you for all of the comments. And if anybody ever has any questions, please feel free. Please do not hesitate to leave them because as I've said many times before, if you have a question, more than likely someone else has that same question or someone listening to these Bible studies years down the road, if we're blessed enough to still be here, we'll have that same question. So don't hesitate. Um, we plead, please leave your questions uh, because this is very important. So going back to the topic of the lesson, um, we had a Bible study a few years ago called Forget Not His Benefits, um, because there are a lot of benefits, um, as Tony said earlier, um, when it comes to living for God. I'm reminded again, I'm reminded of um, some a great deal of words from a great preacher. He said, when it comes to living for God, a lot of people look at what they have to lose instead of what they have to gain. And we can only lose the negative things, the fornication, the drinking, the negative thoughts, the suicidal thoughts, and what we have to gain, even if it's just eternal salvation, that's enough. To me, that's worth losing any and everything because, as Tony said earlier, um, a lot of our jobs have a 401k, which is a retirement plan. But with God, it's a permanent ret retirement plan. You know, we work to where what? What is it now? 65, 66, and then we'll retire until we die. And that might be nice, but that's just temporary because it would all be for naught if we die and then end up going to hell. You know, we need to get our acts together, as I say at the beginning of the live stream. I mean, there's only one way. I'm reminded of um, another preacher saying when he was little, he used to visit his church, his um, cousin's church, and then his parents' church, and they would be saying two different things. And he would ask, why is this church saying something different from that other church? And they explained to him, and they said, son, you can go to Chicago by boat. I can go by plane. They can go by train. It's a lot of different ways, but we all end up in the same place. But that doesn't work when it comes to the word of God. And that's the preacher's job to get us to see this, for us to, for, to, to persuade us, to get us to see the good things when it comes to living for God, because we need to be sold on it. You know, we let a lot of other people talk us into some crazy things, but we won't listen to the preacher. I'm reminded um, a couple of years ago, or few years ago now, um, I took out a loan and then I finally got that loan paid off. And last time I went to um, go in there and pay on it, my birthday was coming up and they asked me, oh, you want some birthday money? And I said, yeah, if I don't have to pay it back, when do you have to pay back birthday money? I don't know. <laughs> but we will listen to that. And we will think like, oh man, I could use some birthday money. I've been planning to go to Florida or to LA for a long time. And we're putting ourselves in a bind putting ourselves right back in debt for another two years for that, what, maybe weekend or week of fun instead of investing it, using it to the, for the betterment of God's people in some way. So we need to be <laughs> talked into the word of God instead of all of, this other, all of these other things. And that's all that I have to add. So I see that we don't have any more comments. So I do thank you for all of the people who commented on this video. We have David, Casey, Kiara, Sister Rosie, Carmen, and Jean. Thank you guys so much for leaving a comment. Uh, we love the interaction. And even after we go off the live stream, um, leave your questions, leave your comments. Um, and we will definitely do our best to get back.
Hey, let me let me say one last thing um, before we get out of here. Uh, it's something that I was thinking about earlier. Uh, made it through the entire Bible study and it didn't cross my mind until the end. Um, but I, I was having a conversation with someone and, you know, we don't recognize what all God has to offer. And I didn't either. I, I mean, I'm sure there's things I still don't recognize, but I thank God he's showing me more and more day by day. You know, we look at the condition of churches around the world. And I said it previously in the Bible said, we're so focused on getting new buildings, building new churches in new areas. And that's good. But what else are we doing? See, God has more to offer than that. Uh, there's a scripture. We didn't get to it tonight. Uh, God bless us that we'll get to it one of these days uh, where Jesus told Peter about how right now he's young. Now, this was back when Jesus was still on the scene and Peter was young as well. And uh, I don't know how old, but uh, young enough to still move around. But he told Peter that, you know, right now he's able to move on his own. He can go where he wants to go. But once he gets old, he will not be able to go where he wants to go. In fact, someone's going to take him to places he didn't even want to go to. See, these are things that God wants to offer us. You have so many people, when we get old, we're going to be put in a retirement home. We've got family members. When they get old, we'll be putting them in a retirement home because we don't have any way to take care of them because we're living from check to check. We can't afford to not work. We can't afford to not make some money. And so there's a problem there. The problem is it's time for our churches to come together. We should have our own retirement homes. Our churches should have these things. We should have homes for people to stay when they don't have a place to go. We should have food for people when people don't have food to eat. So many things that we seen Jesus offer. These are the things that we're supposed to be doing as the people of God. These are God's benefits. You know, it shouldn't be hard to sell people on some free food. It shouldn't be that hard. When a person's hungry, all it takes is telling them, hey, I've got this. You can get it. When a person has nowhere to go and it's raining and it's cold and it's hot, whatever the case may be, it's storming outside. It's not hard to sell someone on, hey, you got a place you can go. Over here. This is what God has to offer us. This is what the church is supposed to be doing. See, this is what God is wanting his preachers to go out and tell people. I'm telling you, it's more than about heaven and hell. It's about us coming together and having things, having possessions for one another. Us not being greedy. That's what this is about. And so we'll continue to dive into these things. And by the grace of God, we will attain these things. And so God is offering it to whoever desires it. We don't have to continue to live this way. We don't have to continue to put our elderly in places where they will be mistreated. I heard uh, one of my pastors, uh, I'm sure Melvin has heard this story too, um, about how 
if they went to an old folks home, retirement home, nursing home, whatever we call it, um, they went there and they seen a person. And as they were about to leave, the person broke down and cried and told them, look, please don't leave me here alone. Don't leave me here because they do not treat me right. While you guys are here, they might treat me fine. But once you leave, see, who wants to put their people in these type of conditions? Who wants to be in this condition? Ourselves. When we get old, see, we, we have to get old. If we continue living, we will get old. And who's going to have the time to take care of us, giving us attention 24-7, just as a baby receives attention? But look, we'll be way too heavy to be carried around like that uh, 15-pound baby, 20-pound baby. We'll be way too heavy. But this is why it's time for God's people to put these things into place so we can have food, so we can have clothing, so we can have the necessities of life. This is what God has to offer us. But you just have to be willing to take it. God bless you guys. Back in your knees, man. That's all that I have to add. And that was very well put. Uh, I see we don't have any more comments. So as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, current, We're currently doing the series on business and the church and how that's um, beneficial for all of us. We would love to see you guys there. And uh, as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy, and again, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm, no matter what your earthly situation is looking like. So with um, that be it, if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening live with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. Thank you guys for tuning in and have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Joy Storm 12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Mm-hmm.